Welcome to Off the Beat, the podcast that discusses all things law enforcement from a cop's point of view. My name's DJ Seals. I'm a former detective, crime analyst, and SWAT operator from the Metro Atlanta area. Now, I currently work for Motorola as a law enforcement consultant, but this podcast will never be about product or sales, and that I promise you. I came up with this idea because I wanted to have a place where we could have a conversation about current police issues without you, my listener, feeling like they were in a sales pitch. I wouldn't listen to that, and I'm sure you wouldn't either. So, let's take a look at today's topic. If you remember my last podcast, I was doing some of the, uh, the most widely known misconceptions around policing. And, and this topic actually was one of those. And as I was researching and doing, I thought, you know, this is its own topic. And that topic is privacy. Ooh. Now, I'm not going to get too much into the, oh, should we or shouldn't we? Maybe a little. But, but what I'm going to be talking about here is we have so many different ideas and frankly, misconceptions of what is and what is not private. You say, what's that got to do with cops, DJ? Well, how many of y'all wear body cameras, right? You know, how many times have, you know, a lot of these body cameras I've seen literally have a screen on them. <laughs> so as you're speaking to the suspect or just the person on the street, they can see their face, right? It, it's one of these things where as cameras, listening devices, things like that expand, it's kind of a moving target, and we'll explain that. But let me tell you where this came from. I was in uh, Vancouver uh, some weeks ago having a conversation uh, with, uh, with an individual who was just absolutely adamant uh, that privacy was basically defined by the individual who was searching for it. I had some issue with that too, so let me let me walk this through. Okay, basically, it was believed by this individual that even in public, and, and I I went so far as to say, so you're literally saying we walk out here, you and I are walking down the street, just the street, having a conversation, and we have a right to believe that we're in private. Like to be to be treated in a private manner in a public place. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if I want privacy wherever I want it, I I, I have the right to that. Do you? <laughs> do, do you really? Really? And you know, I hear a lot of this lately. You know, coming up with uh, you know social media and 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 things like that. The funny part is, you know, uh, a large social media company that shall remain nameless gets in trouble for, oh yeah, we were actually selling all of your data and just didn't tell you. Um, but everybody goes, yeah, it's okay, it's all right. We're kind of mad at you for a minute, but yeah, it's all right. Go ahead. We'll we'll still give you all the stuff that we're we're mad at you for taking. From us, anyway, it seems to me that the the most confusing part is that that, and I'm I'm going to contend through this that this only becomes an issue when people believe that they might be on the receiving end of a charge 
a criminal charge. I know, I know. I don't soapbox a lot, but this one kind of got me, got me rolling, so I may soapbox a little bit here. But nonetheless, follow me here. Any cop that's on knows this, okay? There was a time when we all started a body cam program. <laughs> and I'm talking 15, 20 years ago. You know those cheap little body cams? Because we thought, you know, let's let's get more, well, frankly, let's get more evidence uh, in our in our traffic stops. Let's uh, let, let's let's get more um, liability on the officer's side. Hey, you know, do right. But the public only kind of seems to think that we've been doing this lately because of outside pressure. Granted, it has definitely increased because of that, right? It has increased quite a bit because of that, but it's nothing new to us. I read an article some many years ago when I saw this, um, you know, tipping up. Oh, the police absolutely have to have body cameras so we can route out the rotten ones. No, I'm, I'm not nuts. I'm about to say I'm all about routing out the rotten ones. Okay. I, I, I know too many, too many good cops to let the bad ones ruin it all. So yeah, fantastic. Get them out. And I read that every cop should have a body camera. And because we want to make sure great, none of it was about evidence. It was about making sure the cops did what they were supposed to do. Good. Fine. Same group about six, eight months ago posted an article. We got to get these cameras off these cops. It's violating our civil rights that we're recording all the time. You can't have it both ways. <laughs> but, but let's just hold that for a minute. Let's say, okay, well, maybe, 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 maybe law enforcement cameras, whether they be mounted, whether they be in cars, whether they be body cams, whether they be on a, a, a helicopter uh, or drone technology, you know, maybe, maybe they are violating the rights because they're just recording all the time. Why are they recording all the time? Well, many states have mandated that they will record at all times. Some haven't yet. One in particular here in the South literally has mandated that any officer working at any time in the department must wear a body cam and it must record the entire time they're on shift. We won't even get into that craziness, but nonetheless, it's because it's being mandated that way. But hold up, let's stick just a minute. Let's go just a minute to the guy I was talking to a couple of uh, weeks ago. Let's go to his point of view that, oh, we're just, you know, we should be in, 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 in private all the time if we deem that necessary, should be treated that way. So I began to ask him, I said, whose cameras, whose views are you speaking of? Are you fearful of? Well, the government. Okay, Captain Conspiracy Theory. Um, let's hold on just a second here. Anybody been to an ATM in the last mm, 25 years to receive money? Maybe even this morning on the way in to get some cash for lunch or your coffee or the present they're all buying for somebody who has a birthday coming up, right? Maybe you stopped there. There's a camera in that ATM. And there's probably more than a half a dozen cameras around that bank that all captured every movement you had. 
got a problem with that? And I asked him that. I literally asked him that. And he goes, no, 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 that's fine. That's fine. Got no problem with that. All right, you're going to have to help me here. I'm having some issue. And he said, well, that's because it's for the bank's security. Oh, wait a minute. We've made a turn in your logic. Your logic now says, if it's for security, then we're fine. And he goes, yeah. I said, so street cameras, just, you know, traffic cameras and cameras on the street, they're being monitored perhaps by, you know, a real-time crime center or, uh, you know, for, for uh, let's, let's take an area like, uh, I don't know, having a Mardi Gras parade, right? You want to keep an eye on it in case it goes sideways. Many people are like, yeah, absolutely. And he goes, no, 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 not that. Can't do that. Well, why not that? Well, because the government might be watching. So let's hold on just a second here, folks. We're saying that it's totally cool for businesses and such to record us as much as they possibly want. He's saying this. I'm not saying you are. He's saying his contention is, yes, that that bank, sure, it's because of their security. Oh, that store, no problem. It's because of their security. Oh, that, no problem, no problem, no problem. The turning point for him was the government watching. And I said, because, I mean, I, I don't believe this individual was a criminal, but I said, what, what's your issue there? Are you afraid you're going to be the bad guy? And he goes, no, of course not. And I went, I'm not following you. I'm not following you. If you believe that it's okay for a business to post cameras, many, many, many cameras, uh, probably better definition than most police departments have, right, for their safety and their security, help me, why? Now, granted, I'm not going to get totally into the should we have one on every street corner and should we have, you know, uh, you know, like London, should we have that? But I am going to, to pose the thought here, right? What is behind that? What is behind the process of I'll give all my information to a social media company, let them track my movements, my spending habits, where I've been, you don't think they can do that? Guaranteed. That's fine. No problem. Oh, they're caught in wrongdoing? I shall leave them. Nah, it's okay. Let's let them do what they want to do. But wait, those cameras on that busy mall, those cameras in that busy street, those cameras in that quarter that always has those parades and violent crimes, take those down. You're violating my rights. Folks, I just kind of feel sometimes like we're in the middle of some type of dystopian 1984, right? George Orwell lives, but yet we've taken it too far. So anyway, he and I went round and round and round and round like a couple old guys in a nursing home arguing over the ex existence of a fruit cup. Neither one of us getting anywhere with e any of, of the conversation. So I just really started digging into this. Like, what is behind this? Every other conversation I had with this individual seemed to be quite sane, but this one just was throwing me for a loop. And so I didn't leave it there. I started talking to others. Hey, what do you feel about this? Oh, geez, I don't know about that. You mean I can walk down the street and somebody can, 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 can watch me on camera? Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. That's a violation, right? Is there anybody in the world left? Well, let me scratch that. Is there anybody in 
I'm just going to throw us under the bus. Is there anybody in the United States that doesn't have a cell phone? Might be, right? The extreme, extreme minimal numbers there. And those phones have now better cameras than a, you know, a digital 35 that you could buy years ago that was supposed to be the best. Your cell phone does better than that. The audio recording is fantastic. I mean, look, folks, I'm recording this right now off of a podcast microphone, a piece of software on a on a laptop and just a cable. I mean, I'm not even in a sound room today. Technology is to the point where it's way better than any subversive equipment we used to buy. (laughs) That was usually garbage. But. We don't have a problem with that. Let me prove it to you. How many, how many posts have you seen on social media of, uh, I don't know, a, a crime, um, just something funny? Uh, unfortunately, these dark folks that want to like post pictures of wrecks and, and, and things like that. Now, wait a minute. Many of these people might be the same folks who say, I have a right to ultimate privacy. Do you? You don't on the other way. It also kind of throws me when, you know, you can look at somebody's posts and, and, and see everything they're going to be doing, everything they've ever done with their family and when they're going on vacation and all of this. And then they go, but, but wait a minute, I have a right to privacy. You don't act like it. All I'm saying here is maybe we need to think about this. Maybe it's not privacy. Maybe it's not the right to privacy. Maybe it is a changing belief that privacy is self-determined, which to me is frightening. So let's stop hearing from me for a minute, right? Let's, let's take this to the top. What does the United States Supreme Court say about privacy? Oh, that's right. I opened up the old law books and I did some research and I, I did all kinds of good stuff. And check this out. According to the U.S. Supreme Court, examples of places where a person has a reasonable expectation of privacy. It's a pretty limited list. Your residence, hotel room, public places which have been specifically provided by businesses or the public sector in order to ensure privacy. In other words, restrooms or a phone booth. The phone booth, however, has been argued both ways successfully. But so not the restaurant itself, but the restroom in the restaurant, right? Now, that's not the largest list that they have, but that's how they start this particular article to let you know that's the level set. Residence, hotel room, bathroom. That's pretty thin, That's pretty thin. Also, by the way, included in there are um, private businesses that are not open to the public. So like their meeting rooms and things like that. It's mind boggling how how narrow that is. But to me, that makes sense because that's my house. I've rented this hotel room. Um, I'm using the restroom in a in a rest in a restaurant. I, I want privacy there, right? They go on to say, in general, one cannot have a reasonable expectation of privacy for things put into public space. There are no privacy rights and garbage left for the collection in a public place. That's right. 
you take your garbage can from the side of your house, still yours at the side of your house, you roll it to the street, you leave it, you have abandoned it for pickup, you can go through that. Cops do that all the time, or at least we used to. It was fun, right? We called it a garbage pull. And, and it, it's totally open. Why? Because it has been discarded in a public place. Other examples. The numbers from particular telephones. What? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's been held that you willfully gave that information to the phone company by simply dialing the number. You don't own... You don't own the phone company. You don't own the phone infrastructure. You own a device that uses that infrastructure to make something happen. Therefore, they can, they can collect that information. Hmm. What about public conversations? Public now. Remember, remember the definition? Public. Not your residence, not your hotel room, not a bathroom, not the expectation of this is a private, the public. And for public, we'll just say walking down the street, okay? Public conversation, a person's physical characteristics, including voice and even handwriting. If you're like, you know, scratching on a piece of paper out in public, aerial surveillance that is conducted in public, in publicly navigable airspace. Not using unreasonable equipment. Now, what does unreasonable equipment mean? Well, they don't have a really good definition on that. But let's just say, um, helicopters, totally cool. Drones, questionable right now. Working on that, right? They're, they're hearing that back and forth. But the point being is, anytime you're in public, you, people can look. Right? People can look. Open fields. Yeah, just, just open fields. Uh, smells that can be detected at the use of a drug-sniffing dog during a routine traffic stop, right? Because you sort of have some right to privacy. It's subjective in your car, right? In your car. You can't, we can't just pull you over and search your car for no reason, right? However, walk a dog around it. Dog sits down, basically tells us he's got to open the car. Free game. So there's, there's a line there. So the expectation of privacy is crucial, in distinguishing a legitimate, reasonable police search and seizure from an unreasonable one. So remember this guy? The government might be watching. Now, he might have some other issues with the space aliens and such, but nonetheless. So the government, yeah? So with the government, right? Okay, the whole, the whole argument many times is, not even him, but these other articles, get these cameras off these cops. Same folks who said, get these cameras on these cops. Why? It's because, yeah, we routed out some bad cops, but our convictions went through the roof. Thank you for helping us get more body cams. Convictions are great, right? And frankly, a lot of complaints on officers that might have before that been, they said, they said, if, it was, if the officer was in the wrong, fantastic, routed out. But many of these, they weren't. So... Maybe that is not what was intended originally. For us, we're like, okay, sure, let's use these in the best way we possibly can for the public safety and evidence and officer safety. Fantastic. That's how they're supposed to be. So the expectation of privacy is crucial in distinguishing legitimate, reasonable police search. Governmental action must 
contravene an individual's actual subjective expectation of privacy. Expectation of privacy must be reasonable in the sense that society in general would recognize it as such. Now, here's the issue with that. That sounds okay, doesn't it? Oh, and, and you know, it, it's one of those that we deal with all the time in the law, right? What a reasonable individual, not a reasonable officer, but a reasonable citizen would believe. I mean, it sounds right. Put that on paper or what any reasonable citizen would believe. The problem is that is a majorly moving target. So with, with these beliefs that there's just too many cameras, they're violating our rights. Maybe that's where we're headed. However, let me very clearly state <laughs> that if that is where we're headed for law enforcement, then we better be headed there for everybody. Oh, that's right. Because again, you can't have it both ways here. If you're going to say that the police don't need body cams and take the cams out of the cars and, and all that because you're violating my rights, then yes, I'm going way over here. What do we do? Shut down all cell phone cameras because they're, they might violate your right? Now, I know somebody out there uh, who may or may not agree with me or may be on the fence uh, agreeing with some of the other people. That's totally cool. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, but wait, law enforcement is held to a higher degree, right? Because we're an enforcement arm. The, the bank is not held to that degree because it is not an enforcement arm, right? Mm. Let me play a little devil's advocate here. Then why do they have the cameras? Think about it. If, if, if law enforcement needs to be held to a higher degree, which I agree they do, why does it have to be such a separate degree from a business? Because why does a business have the camera? Does the business have the camera to just make sure there's people in the bit? Oh, we had a good day. How many do we have? Well, we use these cameras to count how many people come in today. No. Two reasons, truly, two reasons. One is marketing. When do people come? How is it done? Um, you know, how many people, what, what aisles do they go down first? What, there's a lot of research done on the marketing with this. But for the most part, it's for security. But are they arresting people? Are they prosecuting people? No, the cops are. So follow me here. Would it not then make some sense that the cameras that are in the businesses were actually put there to enhance the law enforcement's ability to protect them from theft? I don't know. Just thoughts I've had as I've been traveling around. What about cyberspace, though? Ooh. Well, as far as cyberspace, the court has held that there is a reasonable expectation to privacy when it comes to email and private accounts. But no expectation if social media posts or email or any of that is linked as public. Follow me here now. If your account is locked down, you have a reasonable expectation to privacy. However, if like most people, it's boom, boom, throw it out here. Oh, look what I did here. Look what I did here. We're going here. Hey, burglars, we're, we're not going to be home this whole entire month. Have fun, right? If it's public... 
the email or whatever uh, communication it may be, electronic communication, it has no reasonable expectation to privacy. So in short, if you want to keep certain things private, don't do them in public space or post them on social media. Is that the end of the conversation with this? No, not at all. This conversation is going to continue, and I'm always interested in where it's going and how it's being used. But let me just say, as a walk away here, before we get into our stupid criminals today, just think about it the next time you hear about privacy rights. And I'm all about privacy rights. I really am, believe it or not. But, but I'm all about being logical in my brain. If you're standing in the middle of a park, and this is an antidote, I actually asked this individual. If you're standing in the middle of a busy park, because the belief was, even in public, you have a right to privacy. I know. So follow me here. If you're standing in the middle of a park, and it's a hot day, and, and there's one of these fountains that you can run through, Right? Bunch of kids running through the fountain. Everybody's having a good time. And you just decide that you're just, I'm going to do it too. But I didn't bring, <laughs> I didn't bring a swimsuit. So I'm just going to strip down to nothing and run through this fountain as if it was in my backyard. Would you expect to be arrested? If the answer is yes, then maybe your own argument just had a hole in it. Because if your argument is, at any time, you can define your own public. Do not look at me. Do not listen to me. Do not watch what I'm doing. Do not watch what I'm typing on my laptop in the middle of Starbucks for everybody in the world to see. Be smart about it. You can't expect privacy. And also not expect you to be private. You see? Follow. Okay, now it's time for some crazy but true police blotter stories. And the ones today, because I like my themes, the ones today are all from public. <laughs> yeah, that's right, public idiots. So, let's start, oh, ATV drivers, near and dear to my heart. Is there a big city that is not having an issue with these people running through the cities at, you know, 50 miles an hour, running through traffic? I don't think there is. These ATV drivers... About 10 or 15 of them were um, running illegally on the uh, streets of Providence, Rhode Island, forcing cars to stop and running through red lights and uh, causing some accidents. Well, one of the drivers, a 25-year-old Ruddy Rodriguez, I wonder if Ruddy's a nickname. Anyway, Ruddy Rodriguez pulled right up next to one of the officers, laughed at them and said, you'll never catch me. And well, he sped off, ran through a red light, jumped up onto the sidewalk, pedestrians jumping out of the way, him laughing the whole time until he slammed directly into an extremely large solid cement planter. Yep, he may not have caught you there, Ruddy, but you did it yourself. Thanks a lot. Now keep in mind, though, he was in public, so we should just let him go. Sorry, I'll get off that eventually. I get wound up. 20-year-old Kentucky man was arrested after he posted a photo on Facebook showing him appear to uh, siphon gas from a Jenkins police cruiser <laughs> and making an obscene gesture while doing it. He was interviewed and said, hey, he stole a little gas and he wasn't sorry for it. 
His girlfriend, who was interviewed, said, Well, we didn't really steal the gas, and I'm very sorry, and please don't arrest me. Didn't work. Both were arrested for petty theft. Oh, this is a good one. You know, a good Saturday morning patrol, deputy on patrol, just, you know, good Saturday morning, having a little coffee. Yeah, well, she ran a plate, came back warrant for the driver. Stolen vehicle. All, all kinds of crazy stuff, right? Suspects. Some good stuff. So now we've got uh, lights and sirens. Did they pull over? No, of course they didn't pull over. Uh, we got in a little bit of a foot chase after the uh, car chase. Bailed out. Uh, went over a couple of backyards. And, and finally, the suspect dove over one backyard with a very tall fence and, and just laid in until they realized that somebody behind them had said, put your hands up. We see the backyard they finally ended up in was the sheriff of the county. That's right. Who was listening on the radio the entire time? Moron. And this one, this one's absolutely my favorite. This one's in Alaska, okay? Robbery suspect, couldn't wait to tally up his ill-gotten proceeds, was arrested outside a bank in Alaska. Stand by. Let's talk about that for just a minute. So see, this 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 uh, bank robber goes in, gives the teller a note. Wrong note, though. Gave him the note uh, with his name and birth date on it. Real name, real birth date. Yeah, Michael Gale Nash. Get this. Says, give me all the money. She gave him what they had, which wasn't much or she didn't give him much and what did this guy do did he go out and run away and uh, no no see the cops were called obviously with the panic button when the cops arrived this ding dong is sitting on a park bench directly out front still wearing the ski mask counting his money just just let that soak in for a minute However, my favorite statement on this entire one was the FBI statement. <laughs> FBI released a statement saying that they can neither confirm nor deny if Nash was under the influence of drugs or alcohol during the heist. I, I don't think they need to confirm or deny it. I think we pretty much know that. You know, as we go along together on this journey, I may say some things you don't agree with. Or maybe you do agree with me and even have a topic you'd like me to cover. Today's topic... Who knows? <laughs> agree? Don't agree? Willing to bring it back up. And maybe you have a funny police story you'd like to share with me. I encourage you to email me at offthebeat at MotorolaSolutions.com. Give me your thoughts and ideas. And always check out my Twitter page at DJ underscore offthebeat. Until then, stay diligent, stay educated, and stay safe. <laughs>